0: This is Shar. This is Barb, and this is Plug, plug Your, your ears, ears,
1: where we sit back, chat a little, laugh a lot, and talk about whatever we want. We're open, we're honest, and we're not PC. So, um, I don't know. Shar's a little. Shar's uh, not drinking tonight. Under the weather tonight. So I guess I'm just, uh, you know, not drinking alone because she's we're here. here. Yep. <laughs> and I have a whole house full of peeps. And plug your ears. So, let's talk about why Char's not
0: drinking tonight.
1: And and I might add, I was not privy to this story ahead of time, so... No, no,
0: no, no. Um, I've I've had a very busy day. I haven't gotten to talk to you about it. So, what happened was... I
1: love it.
0: Last night was my company's Christmas party. So, Google Brooke was my date. Because she knows some of the girls that I work with, so... It was perfect because then i don't have to you know i i don't have to worry about her being comfortable or not she knows other people they wanted to see her yada 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 so brooke and i go to this company christmas party i'm already rubbing my face like just the thought of this evening um so we go to the company christmas party which has open bar till 7 30 just from 6 to 7 30 hour and a half, that's Mm -hmm. a fair amount of free drinks. That's enough for a glass of wine and three Miller Lights. Ooh, that's a lot for sure. Yeah. So then, as you know, we were going to go down to the green door. Mm -hmm. So we were heading down to the green door, and my buddy was going to meet us there. You know, I love this buddy. Uh, I don't hang out with him very often. And I now know why I don't hang out with him very often. Because we get to the green door. Nobody's there. It is literally just me and my Christmas dress. All the girls oogling over my Christmas dress. Which was pretty cool. And then Brooke and a couple other people. And then everybody starts to show up And it gets busy. And then my buddy shows up. So we're hanging out with him. And I have... Three or four more Miller lights. Ooh. A Ooh. shot of fireball. <gasps> and then, Oops. that was mine. Sorry, guys. So I had the three or four Miller lights, shot of fireball. And then Brooke's tired and she's yawning. And it's like a
1: quarter to one-ish. Ooh, you were out later than I was. I
0: was out pretty late at this time. I was
1: back in so, Jackson by like 10 p.m. So my night doesn't stop.
0: So Brooke's tired. I'm like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna go home. See you guys. And they're like, bye. I had driven. At this point, Brooke had to drive me home. And then we pull into my driveway and I get a text that says, Crystal Holt, now go. Crystal is a bar mm-hmm. and Holt now go.
1: Right. I, I
0: said, Shar can't drive. That was it. So I'm telling Brooke this text. And Brooke goes, I'll drop you off at the crystal if he brings you home since he lives four blocks from you. And I said, Ooh. okay, Whoa. let's do this. So I text him, Brooke's dropping me off. You're bringing me home. So I go up to the crystal. It's one thirty by the time I get there. We close it. They boot us out at 2.15. And I'm like, okay. At the crystal, I had another bit. Like, they serve like 40s. Not like bottles, but like 40s. So I had a 40 of Miller Lite, um, a shot of something that was like not Washington Apple, not Caramel Apple, but something else that was Apple. And the first word started with a C. So I had one of those. And then the beer. And then we got booted out. And I'm like, okay, I'm going home. I'm safe. I've made it. Without vomiting. Because last time I went out with him, I vomited. Oh, on my friend's garage, he was pissed. So, should have vomited on his garage, right? So we end up getting in the truck, and he looks at me and he goes, "Our other buddy, well, his buddy, now my buddy," he said. He lives four blocks away. We're going to his house. <sighs> okay, so we get to his house. We each grab a beer, and breaks out my
1: kryptonite fucking tequila (gasps) oh four shots of tequila later it's never tequila it's fucking tequila (laughs) fucking four shots holy crap girl no wonder you're not drinking today four shots of tequila later that's like a month's worth of alcohol for you
0: (laughs) two so then she whooped it up folks so then i get home at six o'clock this morning (gasps)
1: Oh ouch.
0: I had to be an hour away at my girlfriend Melissa's at eleven o'clock. <sighs> yep. Wild yep. woman. Yep, so I am currently going on less than four hours of sleep. And a whole lot of alcohol. A whole I I was literally driving to Belding. Got about a half hour outside of home and was like, whew. I think I'm still drunk. <sighs> And I just kept going, because <laughs> I have places to be. So I'm like, oh, I think I'm still drunk. Wow. Yeah, I got there. We hung out for a minute. And then she's like, have you eaten yet? And I'm like, no. And she's like, we need to go get breakfast. So we ate breakfast at 1 o'clock, because I think I was still drunk. So there's, Dang, girl. Yeah, there's Char's not. And all I could think of was, this is why I can't hang out with him. Right, right he was this way when we were in our i'm gonna go with early 20s because that's legal right so he was this way when we were in our 20s he is still this way he will keep the party going
1: Had some uh, see that used to be me but last night i was the driver so like i had some wine before we left then got to the bar i probably had three or four beers and then rob was like you think maybe we should go soon because you know I don't want you to get too many more beers in you I was like I'm, I'm fine cuz I, I was driving his truck so <laughs> oh so I mean and I was I mean I had it had you know I mean I had the wine about six and by this time it's like nine and i would had a cup you know three or four beers and so <laughs> we get back to his house and he's got this huge like GMC Denali and I had to back it into his driveway, into his garage without tearing off the, the mirrors. Mirror. So, like, he has this little side thing and his driveway, and so I can just park there, you know, sort of back into it, so then when I go to leave, I can pull out straight. So my car's over on the side, pull in the driveway. I get to where I can back up into the garage, and I hit my car. <laughs> I heard, I'm like pulling, and all of a sudden he goes... Oh my God, you hit your car. I was like, I was so stupid and embarrassed. I was like, I mean, I was like, I'm like, I mean, and and it's a nice truck. And I was like, I was like, started crying. I was like, I'm sorry. He's like, don't worry about it. We pull in, we don't see anything. And he's like, so then of course he's teasing me the whole time. I'm like, I feel like such an idiot. I'm like, I hate feeling stupid. You know what I I mean? I hit
0: my own parked car. I know.
1: (laughs) But then after that, I got it in without hitting the mirrors. And I went out today and looked. And then came back in, and I said, there is no mark on your car. Is there so, on yours? No. Okay, good. So, so yeah, that was That yeah. was my adventure. That was my adventure. Then I proceeded to drink a whole bottle of wine when we got back, though. Because then I wasn't driving, and I was like, I think I had to make up for last time, so yeah. Well, there was one glass left. I feel like I drink left. a fifth. I, I bet you about... You drink a lot. That's a lot of that's a lot <laughs> it's 12 hours though yeah that's a long time man you are not 22 anymore do you know this i, I mean i
0: think now I'm,
1: that you're 23 you should be a little more responsible i'm thinking it's
0: probably time to hang up that friendship
1: <laughs> yeah once in a while though i think it's, that oh, you you
0: need that i would hang out with him as much as i possibly could but when we liver? were younger, I was able to say no, thank you.
1: Well, but now it's it's less frequently. So right.
0: So now I'm like, no, let's do this. I got this shit. No, I don't. I don't have this shit. Will you look all right.
1: Oh, I'm gonna need another drink. Soon.
0: I'm not okay, Barb. I am not okay.
1: What's the matter? You got a headache? No, 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 no. Tummy no just general blah no but what is it then what you're fine then
0: i'm feeling very very like how do i describe this I feel like my innards are shaking
1: oh see it's withdrawal you need another drink
0: is that what that is it is with
1: withdrawal. i don't I, i'm good with withdrawal let's do this so <laughs> I, i'm gonna
0: withdraw i'm gonna wear the dog baby you'll oh. be
1: feeling tip-top in just one drink i swear i promise you nope i got this i shit. promise you
0: i got this shit okay so, let's talk about stories since we've just talked about our alcoholism for 10 minutes. <laughs> <I>
1: mean, <laughs> well, that's interesting though. Uh,
0: no, no, I'm not even an alcoholic. So, it, I, I figure it's work's <laughs> fault, not my fault. Because it, well, it works my, the it all, for all my drinking too. It all too. started with the work Christmas party. If they didn't have that Christmas party, I would. And, I don't know what it is, but somehow I woke up this morning Maybe the tequila killed the inside of my throat. Could be. But I have like, I have sexy man voice today. A little bit. Well, it's, yeah. i it's either sexy man voice or 80 year old phone sex operator.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing? It's (laughs) that lady from the Simpsons or whatever.
0: Uh, So. Um, Okay. So so I got stories. So for this week, we have decided we're going to do, well, I don't remember who decided that this week was going to be solstice. So, I attempted solstice, and then I had to... Yeah, I had
1: to veer off. There's it, really not anything...
0: I don't remember who did it. You. I don't think I chose solstice. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't have chosen it. I think it was it.
0: Bailey. Bailey did it? I think Bailey... She's
1: shaking her head now. For all of those that can't... Don't have the camera.
0: I, for some reason, I think it was Bailey and her girlfriend that came up with solstice but ren ren go ren's gonna totally hit buttons on the telephono and ruin it so for solstice i looked into it um there's two a year so i figured right. okay i got two to pick from there's double my odds right No. so i did decide to go with the winter solstice
1: so, well i just <clears throat> i thought we were limited to that because it's coming up
0: All I had in my notes was solstice.
1: Not that it was limiting at all, because I found plenty of of things with the direction I went.
0: Yeah, so all I had in my notes was solstice. So, winter solstice is called Yule. So, yep, just like the Yule log, um, Yule celebrates the shortest day and longest night of the year. So, this is essentially the wicked New Year. So, um... Now it's typically celebrated on December 21st, um, which is why I chose it. No, not really. December 21st. Yeah, because it's coming up. So Yule is a fire festival and celebrates. Sorry, Ren. Um, Yule is a fire festival and it celebrates the returning of the light. um, Since after Yule, each day starts to get longer, obviously, because it's the shortest day of the year. So Yule, the name, comes from German tribes before the Christians took it, just like Christians took every other fucking thing we keep talking about. Um, It was, is believed that the Germans were handed the whole Yule process down from the ancient Norse. Um, So the Wiccans believe that God is reborn at Yule. Hmm, starting to sound familiar? See where... See where Christmas is going to start to appear? Yeah. I... So, but the the Wiccans believe that God died on the previous Sabbath, which was in October. So, God died in October and is being reborn on December 21st for the Yule. So, they say that the low light signifies God in his infancy. So, he was just born and he needs to grow back to full power. Kind of interesting, right? Mm-hmm. They say oh, that... Those
1: staying Wiccans...
0: I know, they say that God's mother represents Mother Earth, and the days are short and dark because she needs the dark to rest from the birth.
1: That, it's not a, that's no lie. I know.
0: So this is a holiday that is celebrated very quietly inside the warmth of a home so that everybody can rest. Thus the Yule Log is to keep the home keep warm, warm, to keep the people cozy. warm. I'm like, oh, this is all starting to make sense. Um... So, they also burnt red, green, white, and gold candles. (gasps) They sang songs, hung wreaths, and guess what else they did? Made snowmen? Fucking decorated trees. Huh. Starting to sound a lot like Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) So, apparently, we just stole Yule. So, I had to tell you the history, tell you what Yule is. Not really, yeah, I guess the history, but I had to explain what Yule was and the solstice was all because without that i can't get to my murders can you guess what my murders are barb um you're gonna fucking love this you're also gonna be like are you serious this is where you went with this
1: i i i don't know
0: so my murders are the yule family murders (laughs) Mm.
1: i i saw that that when i like was googling i did see that
0: yep so i went with the yule family murders Um,
1: Interesting spin there, girlfriend.
0: I know. Like, if I take it from winter solstice to the Yule log to the Yule murders, I got this shit. Ding, ding. Creativity for the win. This shit is got. This shit has been gotten. (laughs) (laughs) So, the Yules. There was the mother, Glee. Mr. Yule? Yule? (laughs) Mrs. Yule. Mrs. Yule.
1: Her name was Glee Um, Yule. Her name
0: was Glee Yule. She married Dale Yule. They had a daughter, and then they had a son. The son's name was Dana. Dana, you? Yeah. So, Dad, which was the Dale, was which was the Dale.
1: The Dale. <laughs> the
0: man, the myth, the Dale. The Donald. So, <laughs> so Dale was fucking loaded. He, and you're going to be proud of this, he had a company called Western Piper Sales Incorporated. It was worth between seven and eight million dollars. Whoa! What year? Which, in, what was it, ninety two? Oh. Which currently I did Google Brooks' job. Are you proud? Currently, did you tell
1: her we were missing her?
0: Yes. It is currently worth over fourteen million dollars. That seven to eight million is oh, right. a current
1: worth of over fourteen so million. So the. Uh, so they got murdered. So the company is no longer, or
0: the, the whole fam family got murdered. It's it's um well yeah we'll get there so um Jumping ahead folks so fun fact since it was piper sales i'm like oh guess what i've done pipers are a single engine plane fits about six people in it and all i could think of as i'm looking at this is i flew a cessna <laughs> so i got to fly my own little single engine plane it was the scariest shit in the whole world when you hit a pocket the plane drops and you know me and my anxiety. And I'm like, <gasps> like, oh, it was terrible. It was bad. I mean, it was fun, and I'm glad I got to do it. But I, I actually got did. to fly a Cessna.
1: I, um, when I was, like, 10 years old, I was up north at my dad's house. One of my dad's friends said that if I climbed to the top of their, like, TV antenna thing on the side of the house, that he would take me flying because he had his pilot's license and he could go to, like... He the... really
0: just couldn't get Channel 13. <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> and, uh, I oh, like... Um he said he would take me flying and so I did it and he took me flying. In one of those little But I didn't fly it. I, I was little. I was flying
0: from Vegas to Arizona to this is gonna sound very snooty and it's not. I swear. So I was flying Vegas to Arizona to purchase a company <laughs> and um the my boss who was actually purchasing the company also he's the one that owns the Cessna. But his partner and the Cessna was going to fly me over to Arizona. So when we got up to the right altitude, he's like, okay, now you're going to take over the the steering. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, you're going to hold on too, right? And he's like, nope. He's like,
1: you just point yourself that way. <laughs> and I'm like, good advice. Okay. Isn't you know, that the same with driving anything though? <laughs> point yourself forward? But if you're above the
0: clouds... You don't know what that way is because your plane can get blown and then you got to get it back on course. So it's very, very distressing when you don't know how to use like the, the instrument, instrument panel. <laughs> and he's like, just point that way. So then I did it apparently pretty well. He was impressed. So it was time to land the plane.
1: Oh, no. So I'm,
0: I'm like, okay, you're going to take over now, right? And he's like, no, you're going to land the plane. And I'm like, uh, uh, no. And he's like, no, no, you're going to land the plane, and we're arguing about this. And then finally, I just took my hands off the steering column, and I'm like, not it. And so the plane was free-falling. I mean, it was gliding. They don't just drop. Right, right. So it was gliding, and I just held my hands up until he grabbed his steering column, and yeah. So he landed it, because I refused. So back to my story.
1: Another interesting side note, my friend Rob has has his pilot's license.
0: Another interesting side note, so does my daughter. Oh she does? Awesome. So, um, back to us we have a story. Oh we have twenty minutes. Bailey. Stop distracting us. Right. Jeez, Bailey. I'll tell you guys when you're too off track. I'll start reminding I was gonna say you didn't do a good job. I know, right? I said I'll start. Okay.
1: Well you better get closer because this the sound quality is gonna be way bad if you're from way back there, sister. She's
0: like, no really they don't wanna hear me go, you guys get your asses back on track. (laughs) Cut it, talker too much. You talk too swearing, much. That's swearing, Bailey. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Bailey, you can't tell us to get our asses back on fucking track.
1: I could. It's up in your you head. You can say. In your head, you can say. Please
0: get your rear ends back in the position that they should be going at this time.
1: Uh, shouldn't don't you
0: have a story? I got, <laughs> I got, I got a story. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about Dale, who's the dad. Oh yeah. Now Glee, who is the mom. I'm kind of in, I'm really, really, I like this chick.
1: I think you were going to say you're in love with her.
0: I'm in love with what she had going on in her life. Okay. So Glee was a Spanish translator for the CIA. Oh, nice. Right? So then when I want to do that, but I don't know Spanish. Right, me either. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm trying to learn Spanish, and I know cerveza. So.
1: Un momento, por favor. Ah, muy pequeño. So. That was good. What? That She was yelling at the dog with that little... Oh, yeah, 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 mm. That was to the dog. So,
0: <laughs> I'm back on track. So she was the Spanish translator for the CIA, which I thought was super, super cool. Then she went up my alley, and she got That's a... That's not what
1: I thought you were going to say.
0: I'm not taking the dog's bone. I'm not taking the bone, because I'm not that good of a friend. So... So then she went up my alley, and she got herself a seat on the California State Bar, nice. where she was evaluating potential judges. Like, oh my God, I want to be this chick.
1: She got to judge judges. She got to judge judges. That's not even as easy you to say when you're sober.
0: We- right, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. So now Dana, who's the son, he had a degree in finance. So... Little interesting tidbit about Dana. While he was in school, he told all. The, being college, he told all the kids at college that his parents were loaded, because he's an entrepreneur. Hell no, they were loaded, but it wasn't because of him. So he took credit for that. So Dana and his girlfriend went to the family cabin for Easter weekend. Is
1: that why they got murdered because some college kids thought they were loaded. Right.
0: So. They went to the family cabin for Easter weekend, which I'm thinking that's probably a very polite way of being like this giant fucking lake house. Right. So, um, but they did say that the family lived modestly for how loaded they are. Yeah. So, Dana called someone, I'm going to just call it someone, to go check on his parents because he hadn't been able to get a hold of them in a couple of days. So, one article said he called a family friend. And the other article said that he called someone who worked for them. I'm thinking like Housekeeper. So I don't know which one was actually true. Could have been the same. Right, could have been one and the same. So on April 19 of 1992, so this was not too far. I mean, it's 20 years. <laughs> shh, but, shh, yeah. Move along. I don't remember that. No, I don't. I don't I remember that. wasn't even the. born then. So on April nineteenth of nineteen ninety two, mom, dad, and sister were all found dead at the family home.
1: Dun, dun, dun. Yeah.
0: The police stated the police stayed at the house for four days investigating this murder. Now this is what I I checked on like four articles and they all use that verbiage. The police stayed at the house for four days investigating this murder. I'm like, I'm kinda hoping they went home at night or did they just like this how? house so they're like, Fuck it, we're turning it into an Airbnb, we're all gonna stay here? <laughs> like how how you had to have gone home. But for all of them to say <clears throat> all of them to stay, they say that they stayed at the house for four days. That was mm- really weird. How
1: much could there be to process?
0: I don't know. So mom, which is Glee, was shot four times. Mom, whose glee, was shot four times. I was totally going to... Yeah, four times. But oddly enough, all of the reports kept saying that one bullet had yellow and green fuzz on it. Couldn't figure out why. So, but Dad and the sister only got shot once each. The mom got shot four times.
1: Something to do with her... So the cops say... Is this unsolved? Because I'm going to be really mad. I might just have to punch you if it's unsolved.
0: Bay, do you have a really soft pillow <laughs> for when this is done? It's not... A, it's it's solved. All right. So the cops say that the shooter's aim was... I find this interesting. Was really good since they only missed once. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It's not like this was a sniper at 600 yards. These say, people yeah. were all in the same room. <laughs> he, Missing once is not actually really good. I've never seen it. I mean it took gun, you so four know. times to kill mom.
1: Maybe they maybe they just didn't like her more than they didn't like the other two.
0: And they didn't say where she was shot, so you don't know if it was like missed a kill shot, missed a kill shot, missed a fuck and got her on the fourth.
1: Maybe they got her on the first one, they just didn't know it. Possible.
0: So there was a box of bullets that were nine millimeter bullets that Dale had bought in the 70s that they think were used for these shootings. Hmm. Now this was 1992. How the hell did he know that they bought these bullets in 1970s? Was there like a receipt stuck in this box? How do you know?
1: Maybe they were a kind of bullet that's no longer sold and it was only sold in the 70s. You don't think he could have bought it at a garage sale three weeks ago? Or the... Well, somebody bought it in the 70s, maybe.
0: Right. They might have been manufactured in the 70s, but you can't tell me when he purchased something unless the receipt was stuck to it. Sure, you don't know the evidence that took him four
1: days to find. Right. You're right.
0: So, I don't know that. So, my legal brain... Maybe they did
1: find the receipt. Right.
0: So, my legal brain, without knowing if they found that receipt, is like, gray area, busted, let's go home. May not be innocent, but he ain't going to jail. (laughs) So, the cops believe that the shooter stayed in the house and waited for the family to return home. They staged the house to look like it was burglarized and that the family had interrupted the burglary and were killed during this. Sounds like a legit try. Like, you can't blame a cop for trying, right? Um, Now, police looked into the victim's backgrounds to find motive, which they should do. They found that in the 70s, Dale had sold planes for right dude. after he bought those
1: bullets <laughs> sorry <laughs>
0: if you you know what i will bet you 10 bucks this is why he bought the bullets now that you say that i didn't click click <laughs> get it click 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 boom so um in the 70s he sold planes for a dude named frank lamb who was a con- who was convicted of drug of smuggling drugs you can't english again
1: today can you
0: fuck off so so this by that guy by him getting caught for smuggling drugs and being sent to prison that's how dale took over the company so if that's how dale took over the company now that you say the bullets and he was a drug smuggler i'm wondering if that is why he bought the bullets in the 70s go back to the what drug what so, Dale sold planes for a guy that was convicted of smuggling drugs. Oh. He got sent to prison, and that's how Dale got his company that made him rich.
1: Gotcha.
0: So, if it's a he drug smuggler...
1: sold planes to a guy. Four,
0: not two, four.
1: Like, the guy owned the company. Oh. So, he was smuggling for shiz. The guy that owned the company was. Well, yeah, but yeah. so was Dale.
0: I don't know. We're going to... I do. I never. I don't know. Okay. So
1: I'm, I'm assuming the worst.
0: So Dale had also. You
1: warped me, I and I assume the worst of everyone and everything now. I know.
0: I know. I'm so sorry. So Dale had also been involved in a couple of really bad real estate development deals, where the investors were due to lose millions. weeks But the cops, both possible motives were ruled out. So the cops started looking at the son, Dana. <clears throat> And they only started looking at Dana when the extended family members reported that Dana was pissed when they read the will. He was so mad that he did not have immediate access to the family's funds. Because, you know, Dana was the entrepreneur and all, so it was rightfully his. Right, because he made all that money. Right. So, no. No, no. But he was pissed he couldn't get that money. He would get all Wait, how old was he? He, it didn't how old he's he was college age so why i wouldn't know he, get he was under 25 and it actually said how it was broken out and i didn't think anybody would give a fuck so he got some at 25 and then it
1: but he wasn't 25 yet
0: nope and then at gotcha. like 27 he got all of the pro like the interest from all of the investments and stuff because his parents had a hell of a portfolio so at like 27 he got all of the interest from the portfolio and then at 30, it would all be released to him. So by the time he was in his 30s, he'd have it all. Um, but he was livid. He didn't get it all then. So when when checking into Dana, they stumbled across this dude named Joel Patrick Radovich. Now, Dana was a preppy prissy kid. And he swore... Obviously. Right. And he swore he was not close to the skater punk Joel. But... Right after the murders, Joel dropped out of school and moved in with Dana mm-hmm. in the family home, which was described by the cops as saying that they moved into the house, I'm going to air quote this, while the family's blood was still on the walls. Ooh. Yeah.
1: Also. Well, he didn't have any money to pay a company to come in and clean it.
0: Right. 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 Also, Dana started giving Joel money, like thousands of dollars on a regular basis. They also made large size purchases. Joel killed the beeps. They also made large size purchases together. They even took helicopter flying lessons together, all while Joel was unemployed. Hmm. So, when visiting Dana at school, when, when the cops went to visit Dana at school, okay. he totally threw Joel under the bus, said that Joel had something to do with it. So,
1: oh, but he, oh, what a
0: dick. Right. So then all this came across and the cops found a guy named Jack Ponce. Jack Ponce bought a nine millimeter gun saying, and then he said it was missing. So come to find out that this nine millimeter gun is the same type of gun that the bullets would have came from that killed this family. Um, Then the funny part is that they traced the purchase of this gun a couple months prior. They traced it back and found that Dana gave Joel the money to have Ponce buy the gun. Hmm. So he was flat out, flat out lying. Oh, 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 that's right. The fuzz, the fuzz. Oh, right. I remember. So the cops, when they found the gun that matched, they ordered a gun or got a gun or however back in the 90s they did it, that matched this supposedly missing 9 mil. Mm -hmm. And then they were shoot testing it to see, you know, because they test it to see if the bullets match if they, because every gun, type of gun makes certain marks on the bullets. Right. So that's how you can match the barrel to the bullet and that kind of thing. And while they were doing that, they used a tennis ball as a silencer green and yellow fuzz uh. tennis ball so eventually Ponce confessed that he bought the gun for joel but he did not know that it was used for a murder oh which i find completely odd because but guess what why I th- would
1: you buy a gun for someone i don't
0: know but guess what else he told the investigators um, which he's retarded which makes me really think you knew more than you're telling he also chose to tell the investigators that joel Shaved his entire body from head to toe be- oh. before this happened, so that no DNA was found. Yeah, you don't get. So to get up. if you if you know that you fucking knew Something that this was going gonna on. get used for a murder, okay. So then, prosecute at the trial or after mm-hmm. this, whatever. Prosecutes argued that Yule was mis- was motivated by greed. Surprise! Who kills their family though? So he and he said that he promised. Radovich that he would share his family's wealth. Yule and Radovich were represented get this one. They were represented by different attorneys who took two totally different strategies, right? So Yule's attorney completely insisted that his client was inovit it was Was, in bitch, was innocent. <laughs> wow. While Radovich's attorney believed that the evidence was so overwhelming that a guilty verdict was probable. And that his main goal should be to avoid the death penalty. Oh. Yeah. So jurors deliberated for 11 days. Wait,
1: which one wanted to avoid the death penalty? Radovich. With? The guy that shaved his
0: body from okay. head to toe. Yeah, well, because yeah.
1: he's the one that actually did. See, you got me so <laughs> twisted that as soon as you said he went up to the cabin, I'm like, he did it. He had it done. I mean, he didn't do it, but he had it it done. It wasn't the husband. It was it was his son.
0: So jurors deliberated for eleven days. Although they considered Ponce's testimony, which Ponce is the guy that bought the the gun, although they considered Ponce's testimony unreliable and suspected he was more involved with the murders than he admitted, they found Yule and Radovich both guilty on three counts of first degree murder. The murder, murderers were subject to stricter sentencing guides due to the aggravating circumstances, multiple victims, murder for profit, and lying in wait.
1: And it was your damn
0: family! Right. So they were both up for death sentence, and they both avoided the death oh, sentence. I want them so dead. So on July 20th of 1998, so six years after the murder, they were both sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. They have both appealed, and all appeals have been denied. Not a bad story for Yule, huh? No. So that's mine. What do you think? I think
1: those boys are wicked. I know. All for the dollar-dollar bills, y'all. So we going right in? Go right in. Don't want to smoke, my cold friend? Go right on in. Oh, I didn't know if you hit the pause button or no, not. I was looking okay. at the time. All right. So um, I kind of am like doing these engine stories lately because I have another. I am telling you the tale of the Fetterman Massacre or also known as the Fetterman Fight. Fetterman does not sound like it's Indian. Nope. Um, most of my stuff... I got from exploringoffthebeatenpath.com. Oh
0: shoot! Can I just interrupt you there? Yep. I got my information from the Wicca Wiki, Wicca Wiki, Wikipedia,
1: uh, WiccaLiving.com, Oxygen and the Forensics Files. Okay. I got mine from exploringoffthebeatenpath.com. And okay, so the Fetterman Massacre, or fight, as it's often called, it. Um, guess what? Hmm. Guess why I chose Chicken it? Chicken butt. Guess why I chose it? Because it was during December 21st. It happened on December 21st, 1866. Holy shit, I was right. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of did like a, okay, I can't find anything like like weird phenomenon or weird, like, I couldn't find anything. So I just went with, on this day in history. So we both fished. You went for the day. And I went for the Yule. Right. So, Fort Phil Kearney in Wyoming, its mission was to secure the Bozeman Trail for civilian traffic. Because the Indians made it very, very, very unsafe. I was about to go, why can't you travel that trail? Because the Indians like to ambush peeps. And they don't kill them? They kill them. They kill them? So, at this point in 1866, the trail was two years old, and commerce and travel had ceased by the end of the previous summer. So, basically, like, six months into its, like, being a trail for passage through Wyoming, nobody would travel it because it was so unsafe. Gotcha. Um, And they, this was in the middle of Red Cloud's War. This is also called the Bozeman War or the Powder River War. Red Cloud, he was the leader of the Oglala Lakota tribe. Okay, I have to make a request. I stopped bringing up. Next
0: week, can you do a story that you
1: can say the name? I said Oglala. (laughs) Oglala Lakota tribe. I practiced it because I knew you were going to say that. Mm -hmm. She tried him he tried to before was the, we earned. <laughs> he was the leader from 1868 to 1909. Okay, and he was known for being the most photographed Indian of the 19th century. And I saved a picture of him on my phone so that I could show you. And you're going to okay. be like another argumentative point here. Wasn't the most photographed Indian? Uh, <laughs> see, yeah. I saved a picture because I because, wanted to show you it so you'd be like, Oh yeah, I've seen that so, guy. But
0: last week when you did the was it last week we did the Thanksgiving? And uh, you did the engines and there was like that Geronimo and there like one of Well, let me look. That there was a photo associated with that. And I believe the photo was, oh. no, I believe was a- the photo was the capture of
1: him. Oh, that was two weeks ago. And I did the, um, cause last week I did the new, the Auckland, um, hitchhiker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was two weeks ago. But Met a comet, but I didn't have a picture associated with that.
0: Well, yeah, huh, because remember you were on my computer and we pulled it up.
1: I don't remember. It, it was done on my laptop. So, but anyways, that that was according to Wikipedia that he was one of the most phot- photographed Indians of the 19th and century. And Wikipedia, don't lie. Um, so, he conducted a hit-and-run style of attack and ambushes as opposed to large attack on the whole fort. So, like kamikaze. Right, kind of. But they um, this led Colonel Henry Carrington to keep his men close As his greatest fear was a large attack, so he was like, they were not given a very long leash. They were, had to stay within the fort. Gotcha. Which led, um...
0: To eat very easy kamikaze, because they were all... Well, and
1: it just led, like, the Indians and Red Cloud and his men were allowed total freedom of travel. They could go anywhere and do anything. How are you protecting it if you're not leaving your fort? Because he was just so afraid... They were, he was in constant kind of like batting down the hatches because we're getting a going to be attacked. Gotcha. Um, they were basically, the white men were always on the d- defense trying to ward off ambushes, but also hunkering down for a large attack. Also, they were short of men, horses, and mostly they had like those um, muzzle loading rifles from this, oh, yeah, yeah. from the Civil War. Mm-hmm. That's, that was like their big weapon that was their defense yes and um the men in the troops were really not impressed or not happy with carrington's tactics and rules uh in the fall like november since july when they had arrived they had lost 150 men in over 50 skirmishes oh wow and in november also in november Civil War veteran Captain William Fetterman arrived at Fort Phil Kearney. Um, he was a very brash, very, you know, nonsense. And he made no secret of his dislike of Carrington's uh, tactics and rules. And, um, but he also, he had no experience fighting off Indians. And they butted heads quite a bit. They did not get along. And also in November of that year... The Indians' fighting in ambush attempts intensified. They started using decoys to lure the troops into larger ambushes. Mm-hmm. So, December twenty-first, the Indians attacked a wood gathering party about three miles from the fort. Carrington, Colonel Carrington, okay. sends Fetterman and a troop of forty-nine, 49 raw recruits armed with these Civil War muzzle loaders. Um, another crew of 27 men led by Lieutenant, um, Grunder, Grumman's, I don't think that's right. Grunder Fluffin. She can't read her own right. Grunderman. Oh,
0: I was close. Grunder Fluffer.
1: Um, this second um, troop of men left about two hours later. They had to get their shit together and get their mounts ready. And, um, and these guys were armed with seven-shot carbines, which I don't know guns, so I don't have a clue what the hell that even is. But that's what they had. I'm going to
0: go with it had to be a revolver because the seven-shot would be a revolver.
1: Um, also on force were two civilian scouts armed with Henry 16-shot lever action rifles. So Carrington goes to, uh, Fetterman prior to him leaving and, um, he's like, okay, so you go get those boys and the wood, bring them back here, but do not engage in any like hostile, engage in hostiles is what the article had said. So before Grummond leaves, which it, Okay, I really screwed that up because in some places it said Grummond and in another place it says Grunderman. Grunderman. I will have. Let me just check my notes real quick. Fill in for a minute. Do, 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 do. Grummond and then. So she made up Grunderman, right? Oh, it's Grummond. It's Grummond. She made up Grunderman. Um, before Grunderman, <laughs> oh, I'm retarded, <laughs> left, uh, Carrington's like, don't, you know, don't you. engage in hostile. No, he was like, make sure that you remind Fetterman not to, because Fetterman was like biting at the bullet for some, some good action. For some, some Indian blood. Yeah, because he's like... He was pissed off at the Indians because he didn't like the way they they fought. And I think probably the problem was that um, Carrington's way of of doing things was like so not the right way to handle the way that the Indians were fighting. So um, so he's like, yeah, you know what? Remind Fetterman what I said, because I mean that shit. So Fetterman gets to the wood party, wood hunting party about noon. um, And the Indians that had been, you know, like kind of attacking them or whatever, ran away taunting, taunting as they went. Um, The they head back to the fort. Well, the wood train headed back to the fort Fetterman takes the bait of the taunters and just as Grumman's troop are charging along the ridgeline Fetterman's men back them up Um, the decoys disappear over the ridge and um, I lost my place and Grumman is in hot pursuit they get to the end of the ridgeline and they are met by they like come up over the edge of the ridge A thousand Lakota Indians. Oh, Um, they they swiftly herd the men, like because they're just like acting on impulse and they're acting on passion, and so they basically, you know, in the in the one article that I read, they're like, well, these people went this way, and then these people went over the ridge, and then these people went this way, and basically they got them, they herded them where they wanted them to go because they knew how they would react, and they got them surrounded the the, they got them surrounded and they killed them all and then the two scouts that were hiding in a fold of the ridge were the next to go it ended up being mostly a hand-to-hand battle and the indians were victorious it's known at it's known that the battle started around noon and lasted about 30 minutes oh crap that's it (laughs) yeah and all they asses kicked all 81 white men died (laughs) 81 in 30 minutes and zero indians well i don't i'm not i don't know that zero indians but i mean like historians they couldn't get their muzzle loaders loaded that fast like record that there were like like arrows like so many arrows you know because that's what the indians used right Um, they
0: probably couldn't get their muzzle loaders loaded fast enough to fight back
1: right yeah one shot at a time That's pretty. Fucking difficult. Yeah, it's not civil war. So, but the only witnesses that were left to tell the story were Indians, and the stories are very widely varied, as you can well imagine. One story states that Fetterman killed himself, and another states that he and Captain Brown, Captain Brown was second in command at the fort, that they each put their um, pistols up to each other's heads and and shot each other in the head. To avoid being captured, which is a pretty, pretty, pretty freaking um, ballsy, yeah. But according to the Bozeman Trail Association website, postmortems showed that they both died in combat. It was a large, it was the largest loss of life in Plains Indian War until um, the Battle of Little Bighorn 10 years later. Initially, Carrington was blamed for the clusterfuck. <laughs> That's what it says in my notes. <laughs> and was relieved of duty. Later, he was exonerated by a bo- by a board of inquiry, but he left the army anyway. And he became a professor at Wab- Wabash College in 1870. Wow! Interesting side note:
0: Wabash College is still operational.
1: Also, in 1870, he married Francis Grummond. No way. that name sound familiar? Was it the wife or the daughter? The widow. She was 20 years his, his junior (sighs) as well, but he married her and they had three children. There's a monument in Wyoming that, where Fetterman made his last stand and it was dedicated in 1901. Um, and kind of the, the dog just barked at a train. (coughs)
0: sorry about that guys the dog was barking at a train
1: kind of the irony of the whole war over this like trying to save this trail like make this trail safe is that um like suddenly there was the intercoastal railroad that is the um, one that captured the rest of it (laughs) that made the trail that they were trying to protect and restore was Absolute and obsolete Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, I mean, and I guess you know, eighty-one men. I don't know, but all our men died. You know that went out. Those three different. those man, my man. And Grunderman, Grunder, Grummond, loses his life, and then the and his wife. The colonel <laughs> takes the wife. <laughs> Lose the life and the wife. So, so that's my story. That's of a good the, story. <coughs> the fight, I mean, it, it's called different things. It was called the... the um, Fetterman fight. Fetterman fight, Fetterman massacre. He was just hungry for some Indian blood, and it was the death of him. Yes,
0: it was his blood. So on that note, on that
1: note, tell me something good. Meow, meow. Well, when we get done with this, we're going to spend some quality family time with the the girls i don't know i gotta sleep and some other peeps some friends of the girls and solve a murder mystery box i might party poop on that i know you you at least have to see the evidence first yes yes that i can you just have to see what it's all
0: about that will be fun but um due to the fact that might tell me something good is that i survived
1: the last 24 hours you're telling me something good is you can still party like a rock star I survived
0: <laughs> the last twenty four hours. I did have a blast. I did have a blast. But that is my tell me something good because my kid's been working her ass off, so
1: Another tell me something good. <laughs> right.
0: Between that and I've been working I did take a sewing class, which I thought was fabulous because I took it with my sister and my aunt. And, and you I, made her curtains. I made my sister's curtains. I paid money. To make my sister's curtains. I she already, should have paid it. I already knew how to sew, So I paid money to go sell let your them. your
1: sister cur- mm-hmm. some curtains.
0: Yep. And the lady was picking on us about it. And I'm like, well, you know, the reality of it is if she needed her curtains made, she knows she could have just brought it to me and I would have made them. And my sister's like, it's not the curtains. It's the camaraderie. And I'm like. And the curtains. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got the camaraderie and I made your damn curtains. So, so I'm that gonna, was a good thing.
1: I'm going to look ahead a little bit and see what are we doing next week?
0: I don't know, but we can't tell them, but maybe give a little teasy-teasy.
1: Ooh, it's almost Christmas, peeps. I'm just, that's all mm-hmm. I'm going to say. It's
0: that time of the year when I get to Grinch out. Yeah. My ha- my house is not, Chris- I have a Christmas tree up. It has four ornaments on it. It's got lights because it's pre-lit. You should probably get more ornaments. No, no, I don't need to get them. I just need to bring them. I have two, this is a four foot tree. I have two eight foot trees that are huge And all of the garland and lights. And more ornaments that can fit on the two trees. And I currently have a tree with four
1: ornaments.
0: (laughs) And I have not decorated my house. I have not done anything. Because.
1: You got time. No worries.
0: I don't have enough time to do the shit that I need to do right now. So I don't want to do things that I don't need to do. And if I do that, it's going to be party like a motherfucking rock star. Once a year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm like, shoot.
0: It was twice this year. Once I vomited, once I did not. But I survived them both. Mhm. So, on that note, Miss Rem's going to chew her bone. So, we might as we well say. We got to go. We might as well say. Unplug Unplug your, your ears. ears. Have a good one, guys.